0: For joining us for today's episode of the 1010 podcast, it's going to be awesome. I have a special friend with me, Emma Davies, and she and her husband, Pastor Hope Village Church, which is an amazing church, which I love. And I know you're going to love to hear her story and just all about the things that God has done in her life and is doing in her life. So let's get started.
1: Awesome,
0: Emma. I truly am thrilled that you are sitting across this little white table from me, and um, I really do admire you so much as a a woman of God, as a friend. Um, I just admire you as a pastor and as a leader, and um, I'm just so thankful that Um. God had brought our lives together. I met you in 2020. Right? That epic year.
1: Oh, I don't remember 2020 at all. At <laughs> all. Yes. What an epic year. Thank you. That honors me so much. No. Um, and thank you for having me. And a big hi to all the podcasters Woo-hoo. that are listening. Yay. All my lifers uh,
0: out there.
1: Lifers. Um, That's we're what we're calling we call them. them when we say, hey, the lifers. lifers. Yes. Well, I consider myself a lifer. So this yeah. is awesome. What an honor to be here. Yes. Yeah,
0: so well, you are um, just a, just one of those people that, you know, when you know you, when you've met you, <laughs> You just want to be with you more Aww. and um, thank you for all the candles that you've given me. And the, <laughs> I've given you a you, lot of candles. Have, and I love <laughs> candles. Like I'm burning a candle right now. Um, and yeah, I just am thankful that God has brought our paths mm. together I Admire you and your husband and the work that you guys are doing in the Seattle area, pastoring this area. I mean, I've been here my whole life and so it's all I've known, but, I don't think that we could have enough churches in this area. Amen to and that. So I welcome all pastors, all churches, at least all the healthy, <laughs> all those that are Bible preaching, the preaching Bible, ones. which yes. I know that you guys do, um, right? Following the Word of God, especially in today's culture, when there's um, so many opinions out there that are not biblical, biblically based, right? Um, and so f- you know, finding our truth in the Word of God. And leading this next generation to be lovers of God's word, lovers of his presence and just Mm -hmm. pursuing God. Um, I know that's what your church does every week, every day. Because ministry isn't just on Sundays. Come on, say that
1: again. (laughs) Yep, you do from me. Yes. um, Biblical truth has to be our compass. And I agree with you. Like, um, I know that's my testimony. I was a kid that grew up in church. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the Bible says, you know, teach kids the way they should go and they won't depart from it. That's right. And that's been my story. I haven't Mm -hmm. had a season of my life where I haven't been planted and flourishing in a local church and Mm -hmm. haven't been growing closer to Jesus. And I want that same story for my kids and any kid that I get a chance to influence. And the Mm -hmm. only way that happens is, getting the word of God inside of people and I think like right now like truth is so contended Mm -hmm. um, and you know we don't just believe in a truth we believe in the truth you know so um, I know that's what I'll give my life to and it's the best way that I can you know not just protect my kids but prepare them for everything they're about to to walk into as adults Mm -hmm. but even as I mean I've got a a 10 year old an 8 year old and a 2 year old they still need to know truth even in their context right now like already my 10 year old's questioning things about herself and Mm -hmm. about the world around her and even and now I found the word of God on the inside of her to be the best thing that I can yeah. deposit into her heart. That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. I loved um, with each of my kids when they were little, like those, the child. Bibles, you know, yeah, that we uh-huh. give them, and just reading what's this, the Jesus the You know, they've up leveled a lot
1: from out like, they are pretty epic kids' Bibles right now. Really, there's like really epic ones. Like, wow. I'm generally like wowed by yeah. the selection. I'm like, it's a good day to be a Christian kid right now. Come on, not the 90s anymore. 2023, Christian kids are spoiled for choice. It's pretty epic. <laughs> Remember, like, McGee and me and Salty. Do you remember that? Yes, was that over here? I do. No longer. We are at a whole different level oh, just my saying. Word. Just saying. Yeah.
0: There was some I think Steve Green had some really great like kids songs out. Do you remember Steve Green? Aussie, Aussie, yeah. Christian, but Oh, there's um a broken spirit dries up the bones. Nope. A broken spirit. Dries up the bones. I don't know, but what I about father people.
1: Abraham had many sons?
0: No, that's just. many sons had father.
1: <laughs> Tell me that was over no, here it too. Was. Okay, yes, one hundred percent.
0: In fact, we were just talking about it yesterday as we were celebrating Father's Day. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> some classic 90s song. My point is though, is that it is easier than ever, I think, to mm. get the word of God on the inside of our kids. Yes. And as a church, I think we have the biggest opportunity mm-hmm. right now because there's so many great conversations that yeah. lead back to biblical truth if yeah. you let them.
0: Yeah, well, I think um, modeling that hunger and that love for God to our kids um, is the best way they're going to see it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember just seeing, when growing up, you know, obviously seeing my dad prepare for messages, but seeing my mom read her Bible. Wow. And and even just standing next to my mom at church and seeing her with her eyes closed and her hands raised, you know, worshiping God and even like tears running down Mm -hmm. her face. I remember just, that's how I knew, honestly, that God was real. Yeah. You know, when adults, Are like, you know, eyes closed, just Mm. like pressing into God. Like that just really, I just have that image burned in my mind as a kid. Like Uh, just seeing the adults around me worshiping. yeah, and like, wow, what is that? Like, I need that. I want that.
1: Well, I'm going to pray. That's what my kids testify to one day. I don't know about you. One thing that's actually quite hard for me, a lot of my um, like interaction with the Bible now is quite technology based. So I do a lot of like written stuff. So actually I had this thought the other day, my kids Mm -hmm. actually don't see me with like a pen and paper. Um, you know, journaling a yeah. Bible very often, and I was taught, you yeah. know, dirty Bible, clean Christian, you know, writing all over your Bible, <laughs> but good. I don't do it. So I'm actually like bringing it old school a little bit, like being yeah. purposeful and like actually opening yeah. the Word of God in paper form in front of them. Because I was like, they might grow up thinking I actually I never read the Bible because it's on a yeah. tablet all the time. So that's one thing I'm going to try and yeah, <laughs> see I know if I've changes. been
0: doing that too. Because um, I think there's nothing wrong with using you know your Bible app, version to read your to read the scriptures. And sometimes it just makes it easier to stay on top mm-hmm. of your Bible reading plan if you have it That's on your phone. for me. Yep. <laughs> but there are some days like just this morning when I came downstairs and I actually opened my real Bible and I was like, oh yeah, where is that book? You know, cause you just begin to forget. Yeah. Even though I memorize the books of the Bible and I'm like, where, where is Joshua? You know, mm-hmm. it's hidden in there somewhere. So I think it is important to use the physical Bible, yeah. even though I think technology is very helpful too.
1: Yeah. I, that always inspires me. I hope, though, and I hope I think there's probably many mums that are listening that would be inspired by that bit of your testimony. Like oh, I knew good. God because I saw Him alive yeah. at work in my parents. Like what yeah. a cool thing we can give our kids—not just telling them about God, but modeling what you know a John ten ten mm-hmm. life looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, Parenting in a day to day.
0: Parenting is hard. It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> nope. But God is with us, and Amen He to loves that. our kids even more than we do.
1: And I love my kids Praise a lot. is that crazy? The two year old, That Yes. Isn't that crazy? Most days, yeah. ah, the Bible even says, like, our love is like evil compared to his love. Yeah. And like, that just blows my mind. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, gosh. Yeah. But yes, God, reminder. give us grace and wisdom yes. for the task of parenting.
0: Yeah. All the moms out there, we feel you.
1: Yeah. Amen. <laughs> we are moms doing it all. <laughs> all of the things. <laughs> all of the things.
0: The grace of God covers mm. it all. Yes. But, um, I would love if you would mind, I know you kind of inter- introduced yourself, but I think you forgot your husband.
1: Yes. You Can can't husband? forget him because he's uh, the best bit. And then we just celebrated Father's Day yesterday. Yeah. And it's always such a reminder, I think, Father's Day, just like the role that um, these mm-hmm. men that we have um, not just said yes to one day of our lives, right. like on the wedding day, but the, mm-hmm. the coming together every day to build an epic life together. And I'm so yeah. thankful for my husband. We've been married 17 years. Woohoo! Come on. As he says, you get longer for for murder, (laughs) but uh, no doing life. No, 17 (laughs) years of an adventure. We've had a crazy adventure. So our love story started when we were super young. We were 20 and 21, I guess not as young as your story did. And we went high school sweethearts, but yeah, um, yeah, we were really young and uh, we um, got married in Australia. So um, we got married uh, after like I like looked over, we were serving in youth together. Come Mm -hmm. on, find your spouse in the house. I was like, he's wearing a yellow yellow Maybe. fubu suit do you know what fubu suits are fubu fubu it was fubu. like this cool no, kind of like hip hop brand it was like a yellow track suit he had like Ooh. blonde tips and puka shells do you remember puka shells oh yeah yeah that's that's what he was putting oh, down and word. i picked I, it up what
0: i wouldn't give to see a photo of that
1: yeah oh i've got him i've got him <laughs> coming to an internet near you real okay, soon. Okay. I can't wait. Uh, so we started dating uh, it was really cool like right from the beginning like when you i think uh look for people to date that um are on the same mission as you. That's how our relationship started, which was really cool. We both loved impacting the next generation. Um, and we had, you know, a couple of years continue to do that. My husband actually, um, felt probably like three years, um, into us getting married. He really felt God, um, put a a dream in his heart to come to America and plant Mm. a church. Um, he always says, It's probably because he was watching too much Sesame Street as a child, um, or he had NBA (laughs) dreams. It was really crazy because he had this like heart for a nation that he had never been to. Like, as a child, Mm -hmm. I'd actually had a chance to um, visit America a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Now, hear me on this because now I am the biggest pro American out there. But I remember even as a child, America wasn't my favorite place. So it's really (laughs) interesting. Married a guy that had this like passion for a nation that he'd never been to. And I kept thinking it was a phase he would get Mm -hmm. over. Um, But God does what God does and really. It took what was a seed of a dream and mm-hmm. began to, um, you know, germinate and it began to grow into something. And mm-hmm. um, on our third year wedding anniversary, um, a whole bunch of things happened. And my husband really said, I actually really feel like if we're going to plant in a church in America, we mm-hmm. should probably go there. Mm. And, uh, you know, get get a lay of the land. And I was like, all right, let's get this out of your system so we can yeah. stop talking about it. So <laughs> what I thought was let's go have a fun adventure in a different country mm-hmm. before we come back and have kids actually turned into a journey we're still in now. So we moved to San Diego, mm-hmm. um, which sounds like, oh, that's easy to be called to San Diego. The truth is I'd never heard of San Diego before we moved there. Oh, really? We moved to San Diego because um, there was some pastors um, that actually had been very influential to, for Drew and I when we were um, youth leaders. They mm-hmm. um, led in a different part of Australia, but they'd actually um, been part of both of our baptisms. This were really key, and we knew that they had moved to Um, America to plant a church so we googled them I remember it um, and saying where did they end up in America and it was Mm -hmm. San Diego I'd never heard of it I didn't know where it was Um, but so began the dream to move here that in itself is a crazy miracle actually moving to America isn't as easy as it seems but God met us all the way and one year turned into 10 epic years in uh, San Diego when we got to that church it was um, with pastors Jürgen and Liam and I don't know if you've heard much about them incredible heroes for us and when when we moved there it was a couple hundred people in a, a high school basketball court and then we got to be part of a move of god over the next wow. 10 years and we did a whole bunch of different things for them about one of the big things we did was started their third location for them mm-hmm. um, and we got to uh, pastor in the south of san diego which was the best because had the best mexican food okay oh, i could talk about that mexican food i miss good mexican food what's going on washington with your lame mm. mexican food is that sacrilegious? I don't know. No,
0: I mean, I think we have good Mexican food, but I haven't tried San Diego. See, this so. is this is
1: why you're saying such things. Oh. Anyway, don't get me on this whole <laughs> rant. I'm like, I feel like we need to just gather the the uh, residents of Washington together and have like a meeting about how to move beyond.
0: I would the I would rice and bean
1: meeting. situation yeah. in every burrito. I'm like, no, more guac. Uh, uh more meat Mm, anyway that's just a whole uh, personal preference here um (laughs) so it was really cool like um, we learned so much in that last season of um you know, how to serve another man's vision Mm -hmm. and how to, how to, you know, take something precious like the local church and care for it and care for other people and see it grow and develop. And um, I thought that that whole adventure, like our church grew really quickly. We got to buy an incredible building and an incredible congregation. This whole time I thought, God, this was it. This was the dream coming to pass. Here we are planting a church Mm -hmm. in America. But, um, like God does, it's so funny. You think, oh, I've been really faithful, God, and what you've given us, you think the story ends. But God always says, if you're faithful with a little, I'll give you more. Mm. Like It's a a crazy thing. So then began our Seattle story. So um, I always love to tell this story because I think even people that are listening uh, to this podcast will know that Your story can always change when you're surrendered to God writing it. That's good. Um, If I'd have written my story, I would have probably still been a girl back in Australia, probably loving Jesus and doing my thing. I was a special needs teacher, Mm -hmm. but it would have looked nowhere near as fruitful or as fun Mm -hmm. as it did when we were surrendered to the things of God.
0: And you wouldn't be sitting here.
1: (sighs) Obviously. The White Table. Yep, that's it.
0: Wow. Thank
1: you, God. I'm worried I've peaked too early in life. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But our Seattle story is a cool one because here I am thinking that, um, you know, God is done with the adventure and Mm -hmm. feeling really good. We've got our church. Like, it was all the things that I thought we were called to do. But then um, my husband just started to get this, like, burden in his heart Mm -hmm. for Seattle. Now, why that's really random, if you remember, is we didn't know anyone up here. Sadly, mm-hmm. I didn't know you yet. Yeah. Um, I don't drink coffee. I know it's like a coffee place. I'm allergic to seafood. I know this is a seafood oh place. Word. I don't like football, and it's the Like nothing about this region yeah. was was in any any way compelling us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always just so confused why why my husband had this like des- desire to kind of be a part of it. I think a lot of it came is that you know even down in San Diego we had heard a lot of some of the um, content that the local churches has had up here through yeah. different moves of God for different reasons, um, you know, maybe having having issues, and it, he just felt really, really mm-hmm. burdened. And mm-hmm. It kind of got, like, to the point where I was like, what is happening here? Like, I'd come downstairs and he'd fallen asleep on the couch in mm-hmm. front of YouTube, watching someone driving around Seattle, like, filming. Wow. I was like, okay, so this is, like, a really big thing. Yeah. So <laughs> we went to our pastors finally, because I'm like, this is like, we're called to serve these. We had thousands of people in our church at that time, but we also ha- had, I had my husband who had, his heart had already kind of moved to the Pacific Northwest. So we went to our pastors and I would always encourage that, like never be in the adventures. People that are sent always Mm -hmm. be, sorry, be went people, always be sent people. And, Mm. um, it's, it's easy to think you've heard from God. Um, and just think that that's enough. But that's what's so beautiful about being part of a family. There's other people to amen that, hey, what I think you heard from God, you heard from God. So we were able to submit this dream to our pastors and they amen it. Like, we really think God is in this. And as much as we love you and love what you're doing for us, we really actually want to send you into Pacific Northwest. And so we did. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is making... Makes it sound all very poetic. What was actually a very painful process because I don't know if anyone can relate to this. When God takes you out of a season, and that feels really good if the season's painful. But what do you do when the season feels fruitful? Mm -hmm. When God prunes something that you feel like God, but I'm producing fruit. But God's like, I haven't like what you thought was a period in your story was actually just a comma. Yeah. You thought go to America and plant a church in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Period. But. Then there was a comma, and then 10 years later, move into the Pacific Northwest to, to do it all again.
0: But what happens when God prunes you?
1: There then is you a lot of... become
0: more fruitful. And I, I believe I don't know, you it. You talk about your fruitfulness in San Diego, and then you talk about a season where you said yes, because it was a sacrifice oh, yeah. in so many ways to come here, to leave you know the comfortableness, the predictability, the environment that you had been a part of so long you allowed God to prune you. And I believe God's word that when he prunes us, it's for greater good, for greater harvest, greater fruitfulness in our lives. And, and sometimes we have to wait a little bit longer for those. I feel like we
1: often have to wait, honestly, Um, pretty
0: (laughs) pretty much always, but following God is always the best move. Right. You know, and I think about the prayers, um, of not just us, but even pastors before us praying for this area, praying for the state of Washington.
1: Mm. So you're I mean, to blame for why I'm here, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not just me,
0: but I probably, maybe just a small part of it, had something to do with God bringing you guys here. And it's weird to think here in America that we would be praying that God would send missionaries, Yeah, you know, isn't that pastors wild? to us, right? Because we, I mean, growing up, it was always like, Lord, send some people to Africa, mm-hmm. some people to, you know, the farthest regions of the world that where no one's heard, but it's like, now we're in this place.
1: You were pretty far from Australia. So that's from true. my perspective, you did feel like the far regions <laughs> of the world. So <laughs> that's that's for sure. Yes, it is It is a definitely an interesting perspective. And yeah. I would just say, like, even you um, talked about a lot of scriptures, like a lot of theology, you know, about pruning and fruitfulness yeah, and testing. Yeah. My question always to people is do you have a theology or do you actually have a testimony of it? Mm -hmm. And I would say that's what my life has been a testimony of, of Mm -hmm. like, do you have a theology of trusting God or have you really been in seasons where all you had was trusting God? So just to fill a little bit of the gap in my story, like I said, it sounds quite poetic. Like I've got to be honest, my yes to to the next adventure God had for me didn't come easily. Mm -hmm. I fought him every step of the way. it's it's probably a story for another day, but we had a very clear prophetic word. I knew God was speaking. It was confirmed. It was confirmed. You would think because I knew that God was speaking, that would somehow make me fall in line a little bit, but no, I I wrestled. And then um, a big uh, part of our story is that we actually moved to the Pacific Northwest in March of 2020, right? When um, COVID was kicking in. So here I am, I've got a word from God that I'm called to do this. I've got my two children at the time, driving into a city to plant a church, shut down. everything shuts down. But what was so beautiful about that is we just got to a place of like, okay, well, what do we have? We have a word from God. Yeah, We have an actual, not a theology of trusting him. We We actually do trust God yeah. and we know how to not give up. And it turns out you actually don't need much more than that. You need to know God's with you. You need to have a little bit of like gumption in you, like yeah. don't give up and you need to trust him. And that yeah. was the beginning of it. But goodness, it has been a big three years. It's had some incredible highs, like meeting beautiful people like you. And um, it's also had some really big moments. And I would say so many of the big moments haven't even happened externally, but they've happened internally. Mm. Like I think this season has really simplified um a lot of things like i really had to get to a place of um not doing things in my strength but in his yeah really revealed a lot of the places where i was insecure and really mm. didn't trust god mm. in the process had to um Journey through the fact that, like, um, you know, we got pregnant unexpectedly on an IUD, if you can believe. It. I was like, no, God. I, actually, the last time we planted a church, I got pregnant, and here I am, get pregnant in 2020, with, you know, away from my family. My family lives in Australia, not any. So God gave yeah. me all these circumstances, yeah. but I think He allowed them because it reduced me to a point where all I had yeah. was the word of God and yeah. Him to lean on.
0: It's fruitfulness you know maybe you're looking for fruitfulness not in ministry but also fruitfulness in your family yeah Mm -hmm. you know to have a family your beautiful kids and they're so sweet you know and then to be able to really train up them to know the lord to walk with him to see you daily pursuing the lord um you're leading not just the church but you're leading a family and that is, that is a fruitfulness that will continue well beyond you, yeah, well beyond um, your amen. life, you know, as your kids then grow up in, in the word of God and, um, and making an impact in this region. I'm, I don't know.
1: I, yeah, I I don't know either, but I yeah. do know God and he's yeah. up to good things. I've been thinking so much about that concept of fruitfulness. Actually, mm-hmm. this season, you know, I've been thinking a lot um, about, you know, the parable of the talents and mm-hmm. um, just even this idea that we're called to, to be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. And so often we put that into the context of having kids. But that's mm-hmm. actually it's so much broader and deeper mm-hmm. than that. Like God is actually saying every grace that I've given your life, every, you know, ability, every thought that you have, I've actually mm-hmm. given it to you to multiply it into mm-hmm blessing others. And I really had to surrender to that because it's so easy to be like, God, but we were really happy in Australia, yeah. but I wanted to be fruitful. When you mm-hmm. return for me, God, I don't want to bury what you've given me. Yeah. I want to multiply what you've right. given me. And then you allow God to stretch you and you're like, yeah. oh, you're good. I've had my season, yeah. my fruitfulness, <laughs> check. And then God's like, no, because you've been fruitful, now I'm going to lead you into next levels of fruitfulness. And it's yeah. always this drawing out of mm-hmm. even more. And um, I really feel in this season more than ever, God is, is really inviting us all to to, to look at in our hands, what is the seed God has given us and Mm. and do an audit? Like, is it fruitful in the ways he's called us to be fruitful? Uh, Not just for our sakes, but for our kids sake and for our community's sake and for our generation's sake, you know, they don't need a bunch of Christians that are full of words or Mm -hmm. full of theology. They need a bunch of Christians that are full of fruitfulness.
0: Yeah. That's a good reminder to do some inventory. Yeah. I do it all the time. Look at, look at, um, look at our life. I, over the weekend I was at two different funerals hmm. and um, you know, a couple of years ago I, I can honestly say I avoided funerals really which is kind of hard as like a pastor's yeah. wife and yeah. a pastor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was, I just hated them. They were sad, right? You just, you watch the, the videos and you're like, I just, I feel terrible. I feel yeah. sad. And um, I was reading, I think it's, I should have looked it up, but see the Proverbs or Ecclesiastes or one of those books in there. It says it's better to be at a funeral than a party. Hmm. And it just, I don't know.
1: Ecclesiastes for the win. Always with those zingers. Right? Yeah.
0: Um, and so I i just was thinking about that. And I began to really ponder that. Like, what? Okay. Why? Hmm. You know, and it's interesting how we, we celebrate birth. We celebrate weddings. We celebrate birthdays. Um, all these things. And then when it comes to funerals, it's like we act like, that's not as common as birth, you know, or marriage. Right. Yeah. And we know that every birth there will be a death. That's Mm -hmm. just the rhythm of life. And yet we avoid it. We avoid thinking about it. We avoid talking about it. We don't want, we don't want to, you know, funerals are not often largely attended. Right. It's usually like the family that have to be there. Yeah, (laughs) And everybody else is like, ah, I'm going to do hard work. (laughs) I don't know. But, um, and so over the last few years, I've really begun to embrace that, mm. or tried to. And so um, this last weekend, just being able to sing, I sang at one of the weddings, funerals. And what was really cool, um, it was Tiana, actually Tiana Fouts' funeral. Um, she's married, so that's her maiden name. But um, I was I was able to go to the hospital just the day that she passed. Oh, wow. And just a few hours before she passed away, I was able to just pray with her mom and her dad and her husband and her family that was in the room and sing over her. Wow. And just sing. Just like. That's beautiful. And just a few hours later, she's with Jesus. Jealous. And she's with Jesus yeah. now. And it's, yeah. you know, it's sad. She has three little kids. Oh, gosh, yeah. that's odd. Young, young lady. And we don't know why these things happen. We, yeah. don't, know, we don't know why. God's timing is what mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. um, but we know that He's good and He's sovereign. And to just be able to—I th- I think the reason that I know the reason that funerals are good to attend is because we begin—we begin to evaluate our life um, in the appropriate way. Yeah, we don't know the number of our days; God yeah. knows them. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know, you know, what tomorrow holds or what even today holds, and to just daily come with the thought and the idea that my life belongs to the Lord today. Yeah. could be my last breath. I'm okay with that. Like I trust God, Yeah, you know? And I think that it causes us to slow down a little bit in life, right? To look people in the eye a little more, hopefully, you know, and people always say, Oh, you know, kiss the ones you love. Cause you never know. This is your last eight. I hate that saying. Cause it makes me feel like, oh, everybody can be ready to kiss you quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we don't want to like create panic in our hearts, but Just that holding loosely to our lives, to our days, to our energy, to our relationships. Which,
1: I mean, just to tie even the the conversation we've just had, one thing I am really thankful for, and maybe this will even inspire people that are going through a season where Mm -hmm. it feels like God's ask of you feels so much more than you can give or like, God, don't you care? Like you're Mm -hmm. you're stretching me to the point where I'm breaking. But one thing I've learned in this season is that um, you do almost – have a funeral daily if you're a Christian because you have to die daily you know you're constantly having to have that perspective shift right. that my life isn't my own and even yeah. this podcast you know talks mm-hmm. about abundant life but mm-hmm. just like so many things in the kingdom of God yeah. like if you want life you have to lose it yeah. like to have the John ten ten life you have yeah. to be someone who's willing to lay down their life and that's been yeah. my story honestly the last yeah. two decades is I've had yeah. to be like am I actually willing to, for the great exchange it's like I pray to God for all this fruitfulness all of this legacy I yeah. think like many of you do probably like what I want people to be saying at my funeral yeah. but I'm not willing to actually pay the cost of what that looks like. And mm-hmm. I hope that my kids would say, you know, my mm-hmm. mom was a, a woman who was willing to exchange like what was yeah. good for God's great yeah. to, to, to exchange like her flesh for her spirit, to be the fullness yeah. of what it is to be. So I don't know, maybe just a thought in there, like let's not wait maybe to those funeral moments that yeah. happen in life to have that perspective shift. Exactly. Um, that we you're, could,
0: you're working for work here on earth. Like you're, you know, you're planting seeds that you want to reap. And so today, like on earth, right? Right. see the goodness of God in the land of the living. But you're also living for something far greater than this life, the eternal reward. Yes. So it's like keeping both in perspective of like, I'm working for and both today. and both are
1: actually important. I yeah. think you can live in either extreme, mm-hmm. extremes like True. and we have to live in both, yeah. you know. Um both yeah. are actually. And God does care about your daily bread, like it's mm-hmm. that's, that's why he cares about daily yeah. nourishment, but he yeah. also understands that, you know, there's a there's an appetite that will be yeah. fully sa- satisfied in him as well. So
0: It's like that Dave Ramsey um idea where he says uh you know today we live like no one else so that tomorrow we can live like nobody else oh i haven't heard that one. Oh, you haven't oh all the day ramsey, ramsey for the yeah. win so it's like you know saying no to something now so that you can have that yes, yes. later yeah right so yeah. it's that um delayed gratification that we're not really good at i mean nobody likes that but no <laughs> no but god teaches us that right yeah He's like, you know hold on hold on i know it's hard right now but you know sorrow is at night but joy is coming in the, the morning, morning. And there's always goodness ahead. And I know that God has so much good for you and your family. Mm -hmm. And even on those days where it feels like all I'm doing is throwing seeds, all I'm doing is throwing seeds, like when... When are those seeds going to sprout? And, you know, God's perfect timing, right? Don't all totally. weary and doing good. At the right time, you'll reap a harvest. And I just
1: feel to even keep repeating this. I think many people know those scriptures. I certainly do. I'm going to talk to my own story. I knew all the mm-hmm. scriptures. It's something different when the word yeah. of God is tested in yep. you. Like, do you trust it enough that you are going to put your whole life on there? That? Right. Like, it's my story of church planning, but mm-hmm. so much of my story is like, God, if your word fails me, then I fail. Like all I've got is your word to hold me up. And it's mm. such a, a beautiful place. And the Bible uses that beautiful analogy about us being clay on the potter's wheel. Yeah. And it's so poetic and nice. But the truth is for that clay to be shaped, it's getting waterboarded. And sometimes it can feel like you're being waterboarded <laughs> in life, you know, like it just keeps coming and you're getting poked and prodded and it's dirty and it's mm. gritty. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know which ways up. It's Not up, but it's all part of the process of God refining and making you um, the kind of thing that can hold his presence and his glory and his fruitfulness as it needs to be. So, I mean, if I could even, with all of the things I was saying, I just really want to encourage people, don't have theology, have a testimony, like let the word of God be tested on the inside of you. And like, ask yourself that, that question. Like I had to ask myself that question coming into Seattle to church plant, like when you've got nothing that you can do in your own strength, do you actually trust God? (laughs) Do you actually have a word from God that wasn't just what he said in the Bible, but what he's saying to you right now? Because God always makes his word personal. That's what I love. Um, And do you have like something in you that doesn't give up, that holds on to God with everything you've got? One of my all-time favorite scriptures is the kingdom of God forcefully advances, the Bible Mm. says, but the violent take it by hold. Mm. That's such interesting language. And I Mm. get that imagery sometimes that I know that the word of God is going out. It's never stopped going out. Mm. The kingdom of God... God will always be taking ground from the enemy. Like, yeah. do I have it in me to hold on That's to the things of God and not let go? You know, because one day the master is going to return from us all. Yeah. And I want to show, Lord, look what I did with what you gave me. That's right. I've multiplied it. Yeah. And look, the generations that are coming after me, I'm leaving a blessing for them to enjoy.
0: It's so, gonna be so good. Mm-hmm. I love your passion. And I hope that in heaven that our mansions are really close to each other.
1: Yeah, they will be. I'm. I'm gonna have multiple hot tubs. I've already got this arrangement. <laughs> I think all the church planners get epic <gasps> hot tubs. Yo so word. you can come hang out at my house. Yes, anytime. there's special my baller or... mansion in heaven. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think about it
1: a little bit too often. <laughs>
0: I don't think it's possible. Uh, yeah, because God said His word <laughs> says like think not just the things of earth, fix your eyes on the things of heaven. Yeah. He wants us to think about heaven. Yeah. Think about our reward with him. It's good.
1: It's good. It's so good. I don't
0: know, maybe we shouldn't be encouraging each other in that, but I think about it a lot too. Well, one of the ways that God has allowed our paths to cross also is through just the issue of life. Mm-hmm. And um, we've gotten to just partner together in talking about life. And uh, you spoke this last year at our school assembly mm-hmm. in our, um, to our high schoolers, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, sharing a little bit of... Uh, how you came to be, mm-hmm. and I think it's a really important story. And I'd love for you, and um, you can start wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's not just your story; it's your mom's story too. And yeah. so we thank your mom, also, for giving you mm-hmm. life and for allowing you to share a little bit of her hard seasons, you know. Um, but I think that's that's really the crux of it, right? Is that life isn't always um, convenient. What choosing no. life is not always convenient, but it's yeah. always
1: worth it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And sitting across from you today, it's like it's worth it. <laughs>
1: um, well, to start with, I just really want to. You've done a beautiful job in honoring me in this podcast. I just want to honor you and your incredible husband and your incredible church uh, you. for um, the the stand you're making even in our city in Christian education and mm-hmm. being carriers of the truth. Um, and that's not easy sometimes in 2023 mm-hmm. to carry the truth particularly in regard to issues of life yeah. gets lots of labels um yeah. that get attached to that and um you know not even from people that aren't believers but actually from a lot of believers have you know um read maybe scripture in a way that that you know we don't read it so i understand even this podcast in its in its sort of you know uh what it's trying to say is kind of swimming a, a different way and i'm just so proud of you as your friend but yeah. honestly just so thankful to to you and, and Jay being a fellow minister in this mm-hmm. city for, thank you. Cause we know the truth sets people That's free. Right. Um, yeah. And I would say one thing that I have realized in this season is I've got to tell my story a little bit more because I know I've referenced it a few times. Theology isn't cutting it. Like, cause right, we can so. argue on theology. Um, about what the Bible really says about like the origin of life, the the preservation of life, you know, all of the different uh, semantics around it. But one thing people can't argue with is your testimony. I right. mean, there's that beautiful verse in Revelation says that the devil is defeated by what happened on the cross, mm-hmm. but it also happens when we tell our story to yeah. each other. So that is why I feel like I've dusted off my story a little bit in this season. Um, and my story is, as you mentioned, not just my story, it's my mum's story. So that's why I've always been a little bit careful mm-hmm. to share this. And I always... want to say that, that um, I share my story, um, having been given blessing from my mum to share it in the ways that I can. Um, And I love my story because I think it's actually given me my heart and my apathy for talking about. It It's also given me my my passion and my conviction to talk about. it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've had both ends of the extremes that have Mm -hmm. come together that I think that um, my story is one that will help people. So My story is one of um, where my mum, when she was younger, uh, was sexually assaulted um, and it uh, resulted in a pregnancy. And um, I mean, she hasn't talked to me a huge amount um, in depth about all the things she felt. Mm. Um, It's still, I can tell, like a pain point for her Mm. Um, and and actually a pain point for the other people that were around her at the time. But yeah. um, the headlines of the story is, is that uh, despite being in an impossible situation, um, she did choose to keep me. The, the backstory is she actually did try to have me aborted twice, but due to her injuries and probably due she was uh, raised as a Catholic, there was just a lot going on for her. It wow. was also almost 40 years ago when technology was different. So mm-hmm. by the time she actually made uh, the second time to, to go have the abortion happen, they couldn't do it. So she then made the decision. To have me um, adopted, so my adoptive parents were actually at the birth. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the, what she knew of Jesus was to be harsh, and uh, because of she'd grown up in a lot of religion, mm-hmm. um, there was there was nothing that was I think joyful about that exchange. Mm-hmm. And she had a really hard labour with me, and she says that um, in this labour she called out to God and said, "If you just let this baby come, I'll keep." She actually said him because she thought I was going to be a boy, really? but I'll let me keep it. So the story is I, um, you know, obviously was born and she realized that she couldn't go through with the adoption. Mm. So she said that was actually really hard telling these people that were expecting sure. to take a baby home that um, that was no longer the case. Mm. Um, and like, she didn't have a name for me. So actually my name is Emma Kate. It's actually hyphenated because they were the names of the two nurses in the room. She's like, what's your name? What's your name? Put them together. That's your name now. For real? For reals, Yeah don't ever call your kid a hyphenated name by the way it's very hard on documentation but Emma <laughs> Kate is what got the two midwives that were in the room when I was born so here she is um and my mum's story is a little bit different she grew up in Africa this is a whole separate story um and she just because of the nature of she didn't uh, learn to do a lot of things for herself because I had a lot of like servants back mm-hmm. there it was very cultural mm-hmm. um to that so she actually was in this place where she didn't know how to do a lot of things she was alone um uh and but she figured it out and um, she um, was able to, despite it being really hard, she was able to survive the first few years. She ended up moving from England to Australia to be closer to her sister. Mm. Um, A cool bit of our story is actually, I got to lead my mum to Christ when I was eight. I actually found Jesus before she did. My mum always said to me, she always felt like I had somebody that I was in relationship with. Like, she's like, I don't know how you ever, whoever told you about Jesus. It was like you just always knew. And this is actually a funny story. The reason she came with me to church one day was because. I had heard maybe at church that smoking was bad and she was a smoker and I used to steal her cigarettes and flush them down the toilet I love that. because Jesus said so. And she was so annoyed. She thought the church people were telling me to do that. So she came to church to tell them to stop telling me to flush her cigarettes <laughs> and got saved. That's a cool story. So
0: wait, did the idea that was bad come to you from church or? I don't
1: remember. I mean,
0: smoking's bad. Smoking, not a good I when idea. When my daughter was three, <laughs> she told her, um, her, my her her grandma's sister who smoked at the Ooh. time and beth would remember the story that she said if you don't if you don't stop smoking in three weeks you're gonna die
1: <laughs> i think it was like a late 90s christian thing you know like- yeah well
0: i mean it may not be terribly wrong but <laughs> true. It's there's some truth there <laughs> Anyway, all's well
1: that ends well, huh? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so that was the story. Um, so my, my my story around the issues of life, just to kind of like pick up on the big part of it, yeah. is many people, sp- specifically today in 2023, would say um, that if a baby was born in a place of trauma, mm-hmm. then the best thing my mum could have done is to abort me. It actually would have been a kindness to her and honestly a kindness to me, because mm-hmm. what kind of life would it be if that was where the origin of your life came from? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a living testament to the fact that uh, there is so much redemption. Worth noting, because I don't know who's actually listening to this story, my story did take a little bit of a different turn. She was actually, um, my mum was dating a guy at the time that the assault happened and she actually never knew if the guy who um, you know assaulted her or the guy she was dating was responsible for my pregnancy. So it was that whole um, extra wow. thing. The older I got, the more she realised that I looked a lot like the sister of this guy she was dating. So that was a, an added trauma to her too because she realised actually maybe it wasn't what I thought. So I've actually now been able to meet who is my biological father, who wasn't the man that assaulted her and have, you know, got to meet him when I was 19, have wow. a half brother and sister, have great relationship with them. That's been a whole different journey in itself. So even, I mean, that's a very specific part to the story. You just never know. Yeah.
0: But that's so that's such a good point. Cause a lot of times you think it's, you go to the worst case scenario. right? And if you just take a few minutes, like let some time go by to see that it's not as bad maybe as you thought
1: well maybe they will even relate to other people that have yeah. maybe gotten pregnant um out of relationships mm-hmm. that they were like they're not the person i was gonna raise a kid with i don't know yeah. whether it's from assault or whether it's from just a yeah. pregnancy yeah. that you weren't meaning to i think that the premise is the same like i think the biggest lie that gets amended in this generation is that we can't do hard things that's right that having a pregnancy you don't want is so hard that we yeah. can't possibly put that and i'm like you know what's harder is actually um, taking that life away from you. Not only are you dealing with that, and I'm sorry, I've been a pastor way too long <laughs> to think that you can have abortions and never feel yeah. the weight of that, yeah. um, but the fact that that somebody like me would have been robbed the chance to meet Jesus, yeah. to have a life that's fruitful, to be able yeah. to have an adventurous love story with yes. Jesus and with my husband. like I just don't think people realise what's on the other side. And my mum had hard days for sure, but she got through them. Um, and now she has a daughter that can stand as an almost 40-year-old and and bless the fact that she chose to do a hard thing and didn't agree with everyone around her that said that she couldn't do that hard thing. You know. Well,
0: Emma Kate, the Lord God opens your mother's womb.
1: Yes, I believe it.
0: You know, even in it. those situations where you're like, it shouldn't have happened or it wasn't planned or like God opens wombs. He does. He puts children there. Yep. You know, like it's his design. And so there's no child that is an accident. Nope. It's just not possible. Not one. Not one. Everyone is intended by God, purposed, even though, even when it's hard, even when it just seems wrong. And,
1: and, and we got to like talking about like right at the beginning of this conversation, we mm-hmm. talked a lot about getting the word of God inside of mm-hmm. us. One of the things that I make sure with my daughter said, so I've got a 10 year old. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to teach her like we don't believe um, in abortion, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't want to teach her what we're against. So I want to teach her what we're for. Mm-hmm. So we believe in a God that's pro-life, yeah. not anti-abortion. Yes, of course, we are anti-abortion, yes. but beyond that, we are pro-life. Yeah. But yeah. to dig into that statement, even pro-life, what we are is we are believers in the word of God that's. As we are more than overcomers mm-hmm. and that we can overcome anything that the, yeah. the world circumstance throws at us. Like God has put in as a conquering spirit. Yeah. We are not victims to circumstances. We have victors in him and Amen. that he has given us the strength of heaven. Like yeah. he has given us the brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Like that's something that I feel like I want the local church yeah. to be, which is why we need to have these conversations. Right. more. Because right. this is crazy. I'm sure, you know, this statistic, there is just as many abortions that happen with Christians as yeah. non-Christians. Yeah and i wonder if it's because we're not being real about the fact that life happens whether yeah. it happens to you yeah. or it happens because you made decisions yep. either way if yeah. you end up at a place what i tell my daughter where this is a decision you need to make i want you to remember the word of god and you can do hard things yeah. and and if it ever happened my biggest wouldn't be to condemn you but to come alongside you and yep. make sure you don't forget that god yeah. has put everything you need in you to yeah. to 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 win in life yes. so Yeah. That's what I want to be a carrier of that.
0: And that's what you are. That's what you are just by your, your very life and the words that you speak, you know, to your kids, to your church, to all of our lifers on this podcast, you know, sharing just a little bit of your story. And yeah, I can't say it enough that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. testimony and our testimonies aren't just for us to have. Nope. And they're not just for us to decide when it's a good time to share it. But I just, um, echo that sentiment that God is saying share it more. Yeah. In this season that God just wants your story just to continue to unfold and to encourage people who are in those hard places. Yeah. You know who don't think I don't they can raise a kid you know, who just can't see a good, good ending.
1: Right. Um, Well, let my face maybe be a reminder to you there can be a good ending because wherever God's involved, there's going to be goodness involved. Yeah. And uh, one thing I would say, just because I'm probably the few people that could say it is it was a little bit of an awkward conversation talking to my mum about being allowed to tell my story. Mm-hmm. And there's other people out there that your testimony might be entangled right. around someone else's story. I really encourage it. It's actually quite healing. Yeah. I found it quite healing for my mum and for me mm-hmm. being able to be freed to have the conversation. So a testimony is worth fighting for. I that's think really like, good. don't let the awkwardness, like having one awkward conversation mm. stop you. What could be an incredible legacy that you give? Right. Cause my story now is my daughter's story and mm-hmm. my son's story and my grandbaby's story. Like, because it was able to be freed as a testimony, yeah. it now can carry in our lineage. So yeah, fight so for your good. testimonies really if good. you need to.
0: Yeah. And, um, that's a great segue of saying, if you're listening to this podcast right now and, um, Maybe you, know, you, you are thinking of someone who this would really bless to maybe take a minute and to share it with them. Yeah. And for sure, subscribe to this channel. <laughs> Do all the things. Because, um, because this podcast is really all about testimonies mm. of life. Mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes it's just a salvation story. Just, just. just a salvation story. <laughs> the
1: greatest miracle of all. <laughs> oh,
0: my word. That's the best. And um, the more that I just talk with the different people... Uh, preparing for this podcast and hear their stories, the more I'm just amazed at God's goodness. And why do we keep it to ourselves? Right. You know? And the- so you, you may not be on a podcast if you're watching this. Maybe there's someone that you can share your story with. Yeah. And if it's just sitting down, you know, for coffee and just, hey, have I ever told you, you know, what God did for me? Have I ever told you my story? Yeah. Have I ever told you when I accepted Christ or, you know, I went It's easier than season. you think
1: to include yeah. the testimony in your life and pray about it. Like, God, give me opportunity but just to your point opportunity could look just like that a friend you've known yep. forever yeah. but You just haven't brought up something oh, man. that's a goodness of god that you can share yeah
0: for sure yeah so emma thank you so much for so um, welcome. sharing a little bit and um, can i just pray with you as we close I up i guess of this? course I you know, can pray as pastors, you know, we just love to pray <laughs> so god we just come together right now i just thank you so much mm. for emma god i thank you for our families Thank you for the churches um, that we represent, Lord. Yes, God. Cedar Park Church and Hope Village Church. God, we just pray for your blessing upon our churches, upon the families that are represented in our in our communities, Lord, upon marriages, Lord Jesus, upon moms and dads as they raise kids, God, that you give wisdom, insight, um, creativity, Lord Jesus, and a passion, yes, and a desire God. to really raise kids who know you and love you. God, i just thank you that um things are looking up for washington state thank you for bringing emma and drew to the seattle area lord i thank you for calling them lord all the way from australia i thank you that they heard the call lord i pray today that um wherever people are at that they would answer the call,
1: Yes. Lord, Lord, and
0: to whatever you're calling them to, whatever hard thing that you're asking your people to step into, whatever thing you're calling us to step away from so that we can be closer to you. Lord, yes. I pray that there would be obedient hearts, God, that we would step into the fruitfulness that you want to bring to us. We know it takes pruning sometimes. That's painful. Mm. But, God, we just, um, we, we just say yes to you. Lord, we thank you that you are more than enough. Lord, your grace covers all of us and everything that we need, Lord. And so we just commit uh, Emma's story to you. Thank you for her mom. God, thank you that her mom chose life. Lord, I pray that you bless her today, Lord. Bless Emma's family, her her marriage and her children. Just bless them today, Lord. And Lord, I pray you bless every viewer, Lord, every listener right now, God, that you would just speak to them by your Holy Spirit and bless them and strengthen them. And we pray all these things in your mighty and awesome name. Amen. Amen. Love that. Love you. Love you. Love you. Let's do it again. Uh, Let's do it again. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. And we look forward to seeing you again soon.